In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to overcome your dog training struggles and dog owning struggles through games. And we've got permission today that we can talk about Christmas. We're allowed to talk Christmas. Both Tom and I love Christmas. Uh, we and could, it's, it's we starting sing. today. We could sing, we could dance, we could do jingle bells. You know what? We absolutely love, love, love an event. We love the celebrations. We love the festive cheer. We love everyone getting together. There's mm-hmm. so many positive things food. about the love. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that too. We, we particularly love food yeah. and good cheer. Um, and and cheers and everything yeah. else. And so we do enjoy Christmas. However, Christmas does come with its complications, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what we thought would be fun is to effectively do this kind of Christmas prep um episode of the podcast where we do a a kind of tips tennis where we each do a tip and then we kind of bat it back to um, the next person and we think about actually you know what things should we be putting in place now what things should we be considering towards the day and on the day or days in some cases Um, and how is this going to be the most stress-free Christmas that you could ever wish for let's be honest it does become a stressful Christmas or let's say in in absolute game changer words a stretchful Christmas when you maybe either are separated from um, your dog or whether you have to really um, over, um, you, you have an incident or something that goes wrong or something that's kind of upsetting or or something that maybe, I don't know, let's say the dog manages to steal the mince pies. Those mm-hmm. it, situations can be very stretchful yeah. and they can be stretchful because actually you are hoping to have a really relaxing Christmas time. So I think it's managing those expectations and planning and prepping mm-hmm. before we even get to the event so yeah. that we're in the best position. I think that's that great Henry Ford quote that I always forget and it's something like fail to prepare prepare to fail so this is your prep pre-Christmas yeah so I am gonna start I'm gonna serve up I thought you were gonna first sing. are you gonna say tip no oh, um, and the first tip that we've got for you is before Christmas even arrives let's get our dogs used to actually just because we're present in the house doesn't mean they have access to us now why is this important well Because there are going to be some events, there are going to be some times, there are going to be some situations, there are going to be certain people potentially 
that are part of your Christmas celebrations where actually your dog would benefit from not necessarily being in their presence and kind of exposed to them and their antics and maybe your dog won't make the best choices in that situation. That's the first reason why we'd build this. The second reason is that actually Christmas is just generally, whether it's through excitement or various novel events that happen, it can be very bucket filling for our dogs. And so what we like to do is we like to give our dogs breaks throughout the day where they can just empty their bucket. And that's even if they're really, really experienced dogs. We still are very, very kind to our dogs as owners and we give them the opportunity to empty their buckets. Now, how do we teach presence doesn't mean access? Well, it quite simply starts with, let's make it that our dogs don't have access to us, maybe behind a baby gate or in a puppy pen. Let's give them something tasty like um, a, a, a lick mat or um, like a Kong or a chew or something like that. And let's, you know what? Let's leave them to enjoy that experience and then let's let them out and give them access again in line with where they're at and what they can cope with. And that leads really nicely onto actually another game that we should really, really top up. And that is boundary games. And I remember uh, really well um, a few years back with a young Blink who really struggled when there were Christmas celebrations and actually what to do with all that paper and all that fun. And actually boundaries really became the savior because they allowed her to still be in our presence. And at the same time, they gave her a job. Now, Mm -hmm. that topping up was happening months and months and months before Christmas and actually has probably been topped up ever since. Now I realize the power of boundary games and I think that everybody out there should have boundary games. Boundary games, for those of you that don't know, boundary games is basically, effectively, it's a a form of target training. So you pop your dog onto their boundary or onto their bed or onto their pillow or whatever it is that is their space. My my preference would be something raised or cozy. It could be a bed with sides or it could be a raised bed or it could be one of those sort of comfy, squishy beds, something they can get in or on. Um, And then we put value into them being there and staying there and being put on that bed on cue and actually then when we have a situation like Christmas or I should say maybe a celebration like Christmas that's a much better way of putting it then actually the boundary becomes your friend because your dog has a target station to go to so there's my tip build boundary games grow boundary games and have them ready for Christmas maybe even use Christmas as a bit of a sort of proofing test time for them before you say that actually they might need to rest again because it can be quite exhausting like you've already said Tom yeah so next tip is Prior to Christmas arriving, we want you to decide what you are going to do and what you are not going to do with your dog. Now, the reason being that Christmas family members, often you can feel a little bit of peer pressure to get your dog to join in with things. So for example, like um, like I'm from a, a, a big dog family. All of my family have dogs or animals of some kind. And and um, and so right from being very, very young, my family will kind of um, descend on, on my house and they'd be bringing their cats they'd be bringing their dogs they'd be bringing they would it, it turned into a zoo effectively and um, so um right before that event though what you need to think about is do you think your dog should maybe go on the christmas morning walk with the other dogs that might be in your in your life on that day do you think your dog maybe should be part of the action and you know around the dinner table or do you think their skills are not quite there for that the reason why you need to decide beforehand is because on the day when you know you there's probably some level of food and drink involved festive and, cheer and your your family are like no come on bring them on the walk it'll be fine it'll be fine you know what my my, my dog will uh, 
uh, will give your dog confidence. They're not going to be at all um, worried or react to things. It'll be fine. Let's see what happens. You're going to feel like, oh, you know, maybe I and, should. And let's be oh. honest, like on in those moments, we will make a very quick decision. Mm. Where we, I remember a vet friend of ours who made a quick decision like that when she was out not that long ago, made yeah. that quick decision and then spent the next two weeks regretting it yeah. when it went horribly wrong. Yeah. And she kind of got what she really expected. But in the heat of the moment and the fun of the moment and the festive cheer of the moment, plus yeah. maybe the odd uh, tipple, yeah. actually, suddenly you, you really... don't make great choices in the moment. So make those choices beforehand. And then when, I don't know, your brother, your cousin, your niece, your nephew Sister, turns mother. to you and says, oh, come on, bring them along. And you can easily turn to them and say, you know what? They're not going to enjoy that experience. And, and when you've got those lines rehearsed, they do roll off the tongue and they feel very easy yeah. to say, don't they, Tom? And then actually you can congratulate yourself later. Also, let's acknowledge that and, and, and say that actually Christmas Day walks are possibly the busiest walk you'll ever go yeah. on as well. It's kind of like Piccadilly um, Circus. It, the, it literally is busy. The challenges with Christmas Day walks and walks just around Christmas generally, and like New Year's Day in the UK is exactly the same. It's like it, you, you, you go on a, a dog walk on New Year's day um and the thing is that often there are a lot of dogs out that don't really actually get trained or or exposed to the outside world the rest of the year so they're often like the naughtiest dogs are out on those days and you're putting yourself in that situation and they've just gone out for that four-hour hike that day haven't yeah. they? it's the only time yeah. with their owner after they've had food and drink so yeah. it's not always it's the a, best combo it's not a good recipe not a good cocktail so um the the key is guys like decide beforehand what activities are you going to stretch yourself and actually say you know what I am going to have my dog as part of that and I've got these tools tricks and games up my sleeve to work with it and what actually am I going to say you know what my dog's not ready for that. They're not going to enjoy that experience so that you are ready to respond and react to family members that might be encouraging you otherwise. Okay, so next one that kind of leads very nicely on from Tom's tip is actually let's ditch the routine. Yeah. Now, we want you to do that all the time. And at the same time, if you haven't already, and if you are maybe doing it partially, let's do it all out because ditching the routine pre-Christmas actually allows you to do whatever you want to do throughout Christmas because actually when we ditch the routine, for example, example now we're both out this isn't normal for our dogs that we're both out at this time but yeah. actually that was the best time for us to get together and 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 chat through um, some prep for you guys for christmas and a podcast our dogs will work with that sometimes we yeah. take them in the car sometimes we don't take them in the car sometimes we take them in the car and we don't go for a walk sometimes we take them in the car and we do go for a walk some mornings we go for a walk some evenings we go for a walk some middays we go for a walk and we don't do the same each and every time yeah. we really do ditch the routine and it has like lifelong benefits right Tom for health for yeah. welfare for good sort of um, cognitive brain development it's, it's, it's the right space uh, to live in ditch the routine absolutely so next tip I'm going to go for Actually, this is some homework for, for, for you all, you, all you humans listening. And that is that how about we get really prepared for that day by considering maybe 10 different passive calming activities that our dogs could do. Make, like, for example, we might have a long-lasting chew. Maybe it's a pizzle. Um, maybe I'm going to fill a, a, a Kong. Maybe I'm going to get the get my canine calm mats all ready and smear on the wet food and freeze them. I want to think about 10 different kind of um, long-lasting chews and, and licking strategies that are going to promote calmness and occupy my dogs. And let's get them all prepared ahead of the day. Let's have them in the freezer ready to 
to go so that you're not kind of being reactive to the situation. You're thinking, I've got those. These I can rely and, on. And you don't feel bad. You feel good. Yeah. You feel excited. You're in control. You like, are that's rocking cool. it. You're killing it. And you can do that today in anticipation of Christmas Day. And you know what? Just have, maybe have like a dedicated drawer of your freezer full of these effectively like safety oh, net I, I calm a, tools a for your dog. I have a funny story here on the freezer. So um, Tom knows and um, obviously um, it, I, 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 we, we feed some raw, some kibble. Let's not get into the food debate. I had a, uh, someone come over here the other day to, to bring some food over and um, they basically had freezer envy. Mm. They were like, oh my God, your freezer is with dog. It was like proper freezer envy yeah. because we do, right, Tom? We feel yeah, our, 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 we do really prep and, and we're very ahead. And, and on the note of food, I think the next tip has to be be vigilant on what your dog should not be near around Christmas because it only takes that 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 slip of the the hand or that dog who just counter surfs at the wrong time. So think about the things that your dog should not be having: mince pies, raisins, chocolate, yeah. lots and of different things that your dogs need to be. You, you need to be aware of all the stuff around Christmas. Absolutely, and you know, think think about this, guys. I, I, I Tom often, sees it as a vet. I yeah, and I I often have conversations with owners where. They know that their dogs, for example, a counter surfer. They know that they're not going to be able to have their full attention on their dog and they've not implemented the gator community and presence doesn't mean access that we've just advised. And yet then what they do is they bring raisins into the picture. And I'm like, come on, if you know that your dog, that, that your dog's going to do this and that your, your full attention is not going to be there, the easy solution, like pick your battles. Fair enough. If you don't want to train, how about let's have a raisin free house? And, and, and literally, I'm <laughs> I mean, this one's such a funny one for me because um, on a serious note, this did happen to me about 12 years ago, probably a little bit longer. No, let me think. Yeah, 11, 12 years ago. And I had a little dog um, on the front seat of my vehicle in a crate strapped in. So it was a, a, an airline crate strapped in on a, on a van. So it was on a van and it was very, very safe and it was all correct. And I had been eating grapes and they had been on my lap. So they, I'd been eating grapes and I'd been um, listening to, I think I was, I, was, I was doing some work and waiting at the station. Anyway, I went out to collect my friend and I left the grapes on my seat, the crate done up and that dog managed to claw those grapes into that vehicle and I do not into that crate and I do not know to this day how that happened but I know the sheer panic that hit me when I realized that whole pack of grapes had yeah. gone and they would be I mean you saw I saw the shredded mess that was all kind of there and the dog had managed to get them and, and I couldn't understand it I really couldn't understand it and yet that reality was there so just yeah. like you said and this was like 12 years ago 10 years ago and just like you said, Tom, it's that actually maybe these two don't mix. Yeah. And actually, let's just be kind to ourselves and not give ourselves a tough Christmas, whether it's that lovely um, Christmas pud that you've got mm. ready and it's been home baked and it's sat on the side, or whether it is that that Christmas cake or whether it's the mince pies or whether it's any of the other yeah. chocolate fancies that you've got prepared. And we are more than willing to, to share this delight with you. We absolutely love Christmas food. Mm. Just let's be thoughtful about dogs and the foods yeah. around Christmas. Absolutely. And so really, I guess the the tip there is pick your battles and 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 be aware of where your dog's skills are right now and that you know what it's a time for you to relax and enjoy yourself and it's, it's so not you're just not you right it's, it's also all your family yeah. members because they're all there so they all have a level of responsibility and if they're not able to be responsible as in eliza is eight and so you're kind of aware that sometimes accidents might happen cupboards might be left mm. open actually like do we want to I, pick that battle yeah i remember having this conversation with my mum like it must have been about 
six seven years ago and um she um she she always has like these balls of like chocolates around the house around christmas and they'll be like on the coffee table and they'll be Sounds on the sideboard amazing. and they just be everywhere and and um i i saw her repeatedly have the same battle with her dog where effectively the dog would think it would be funny to just pick one pick one out and um and carry it around in his mouth the chocolate and to be honest he wasn't actually that he wasn't interested in eating them um he just he just saw the reaction that, that it got from my mum when he did this and um and th- this conflict went on and on and i had to say i was like how about we we put the chocolates like on the just on a higher surface where we can't reach them and my mum was like well because that's not what we do at christmas and i'm like well how about we do do that at christmas and she's like oh my gosh yeah i've been fi- i've been like battling this and getting stressed about this for weeks and actually a very simple solution is for me to be flexible and just pop them a little bit higher and, and we're supposed to be the bigger brain in this relationship yeah. and yet so many times we get into these we fall habits. into the habit that we kind of go oh this is how we do it and it's so normal it's so yeah obvious it's not it's it's completely normal and it's just acknowledging it one of the biggest like most common um, statements that that i'll like hear in a behavior console is but oh my gosh i feel so stupid why didn't i think why didn't i think that so simple or i I would have thought (laughs) about that for someone else like so many of the pro dog trainers they'll say like oh i'd have thought about that for someone else because most of the pro dog trainers still train themselves i mean that's important guys you're still training yourself um whether that's in any fashion um but when with the pro dog trainers they'll often say oh i I know that i've done that i've told other people to do that i'm so embarrassed i didn't think about that in this moment but the reality is when you're there day in day out doing the daily firefighting and reacting because you're you're you've set up this battle situation and so you know what you've got to you've got to follow it through well you don't think about these things it's taking a step back from the situation thinking hold on a second do i need this difficulty in my life and especially at christmas where all of a sudden the entire environment changes you know there's there's baubles everywhere and tinsel everywhere and chocolates everywhere we've probably got to think smart about well how can i make this time enjoyable for my dog and my relationship with my dog and that might mean being flexible in the way that we implement Christmas and I think that is probably um, uh, an amazing tip in itself right Mm. be flexible about how you're implementing Christmas okay I'm going to do one last tip and my tip is going to be on actually um, walking your dog in general over Christmas Mm. and actually how you could ditch the walk so for me for example ditching the walk might mean that I have lots of other strategies throughout the days like you Mm. said with the different styles of feeding and also the fact that some days we might do what we would call triple f that's our fitness and foundation program Uh, so we might do things like that in the house we might do different things and that would be because often around the christmas period you might see a high volume of like tom said walkers that aren't necessarily normally out there right tom they're they're probably in a similar situation to you where they're like oh yeah i'll come along with my dog and they're thinking my dog's gonna bark and lunge at everything but you know what it's christmas we've got to get out there and and that's the (laughs) expectation as well because if they're anything like my mum or potentially even your mum Tom my mum would be saying things like oh bring her along it's a shame not to yeah. bring her it's a shame not to bring her let her come I've wrapped tinsel around his collar let he's, them got come. To, he's got to show the village let them come <laughs> like shame you can't leave him out that's such a shame don't be don't be doing that so they'll be gonna they're, they're gonna be having this pressure as well so actually um, having that ditch the walk strategy in there knowing that you've done your triple F workout in the morning or yeah. knowing that you've done your lunchtime uh, food kong or knowing that you've done your evening
evening calm mat and you've done maybe some scatter feeding in the garden or you've done some enrichment in the household, whatever it might be, yeah. because we ditch the bowl here at Absolute Dogs and because we ditch the routine, ditching the walk when we need to yeah. is something that we can replace it with other forms of exercise. So please don't misconstrue this with our dogs don't ever get to walk. They absolutely do appropriately. Mm. And at the same time, what we don't want to do is throw them into the fire when actually that might not be the best time to walk them with the hundreds of people that decide to flock to where we live. We live on Dartmoor and suddenly you get like literally it just turns into a whole new yeah. world, right? It, it's probably similar to the beach. They, they just literally have such an influx of people. It might not be appropriate for each and every dog. Absolutely. So guys, these are the tips that leading up to the day you can already implement. You can implement all the things that we just talked about prior to Christmas arriving. So what we want you to do is we want you to move to a world of being proactive rather than reactive. We know that it's a busy time of year and so it tends to be a time where we we all slip into reaction as there's so much to do and family to organize and whatever else. But the cool thing is, is that if you do this now, even, you know, before you start your day, you listen to this podcast right now, before you do your next thing, let's implement these strategies. Well, you're already in a much and better place. Even if you just do one thing, I think I'm, I'm a huge believer in even if you just do one thing. Just so one. one thing I might do is I love the idea that my dogs get some like turfy, turkey stuffing for yeah. their for their Kongs. It just makes me um, their calm mat is, is, is larded with their calm supplement um, and their yeah. and their mixed meat. So actually they have that prepped. It makes me feel good. So yeah. for me, making sure I've got my, um, whether it's the calm supplement in stock or whether it's the, um, the, the supply of meat that I'm going to use to put with it, whatever it is, I want to make sure I've got those. So that might be the one thing I do. Go and order that. Yeah, whatever it might be for you. Do one thing. And if you do all of them, then brilliant, but also just do one thing. So with that, guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We will see you next week. Do your one thing. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. 